Hello, you're listening to Daniel Ball Wrestling. I am your host, Daniel. It is May the 16th. May the 16th, 2021, which can mean one thing. Tomorrow is May the 17th in the UK. So yeah, everywhere's opening. You can go inside the pubs. You can go to the cinema. You can go to a play area if that's what you want to do. You can do whatever you want, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? We're getting back to normal a little bit. I've had... So what have I been doing since I've, well, it's been a bit of a gap on it since the last podcast. I think the last podcast I did was, what, the week after WrestleMania. Just been really busy, to be honest. I mean, I've had people, like, tweeting me and stuff. Just just real life's got in the way. And I've been trying to get, basically, I've been trying to take a few days off this week so I can go out and stuff. Um, so last week, I was just probably the busiest week I've ever had as a window cleaner. So, yeah, there's not really, to be honest with you, there's not really been, since WrestleMania, it was a bit like a there. Like the end of season, like obviously you don't get any time off in wrestling, but it's not really been much going on. I feel like Raw's been, do you know what I mean? I think the biggest thing really that I've enjoyed watching, I'm pretty sure this might be the same for everyone else, is the documentaries. There's been some, there's been some fucking great documentaries on the on these last what three four weeks. Feel like that's basically the main bit of wrestling that I've been watching. Um, I mean, where, where did it start? It started with the, uh, did they do the first one? The first one they did. They did Rod- no, they did the Stone Cold one. The Stone Cold one. I didn't even know they was doing these A and E documentaries. Um, but I heard about the Stone Cold one. It was it was it was all right, weren't it? It was a bit of a fluff piece. They like they dodged about, didn't they? Like the main stories with Stone Cold and stuff. But I, it was still a good watch. Do you know what I mean? And then the Roddy Piper one was good. There was a bit of bullshit in it, but it was good. I enjoyed it. The Savage one was really interesting. Learned a lot of stuff that I didn't really know. Do you know what I mean? I only started watching wrestling late 90s, early 2000s, so I didn't really know much about um, Randy Savage, except him being in Spider-Man, but yeah, that was interesting. This one I watched yesterday, I think, yesterday, Saturday, yeah. Didn't go out on a Saturday, because I'm saving it for tomorrow when we're allowed back in the pubs. But yeah, I watched the Booker T documentary yesterday, which was a tale of two halves, really. It was, say, the first 25 minutes about uh, Booker T's life growing up. That was really interesting. And then he got into his wrestling career. It was interesting when he was like in the territory, like in the independence, the Texas scene or whatever. But then once it got to like the WCW stuff, it wasn't. And the WWE stuff, it wasn't the great. We've all seen the thing, the uh, the scene where The Undertaker's doing the, um, you know, doing the spinner Rooney or whatever. Um, but then it, it was good, weren't it? It was like a full round. I enjoyed it. I mean, next week, Shawn Michaels, it will be interesting to see how deep they dulge into Shawn Michaels because, I mean, I watched the uh, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash documentary. Don't know, that might have passed a few people by, but the WWE Network put on a um, Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash documentary the other week, which was, it was all right. It was all right. It was, obviously, it's a WWE documentary, so you're not going to get as much as you would, like, real life stuff as you would um, from, like, independent documentary people, but it was still worth the watch. And then, obviously, we've had the Dark Side of the Ring Ring episode. Um, we've, we've had three episodes now. We had the two episodes on Brian Pillman. Um, it's hard to say the good in it because it's such a tragic story, but it was interesting. Um, it's hard to say you enjoyed it, in it? But it was... I, I'll be honest with you. I, I ain't a guy who's afraid to say that. Correct. The second one, the second one, the end of the second one, shed a little tear when it was um, showing Brian Pillman Jr. You know, talking about how he never had anyone to play baseball with or like, play sports with and stuff, that sort of stuff was sad, and I do think it is good, AEW are actually, I was thinking, like, I know it's on the back of this, but they need to, like, people are going to be rooting for Brian Pillman Jr., so, 
make the most of this. This is wrestling, yeah. You can do what you want, so book him in something. So this week on Dynamite, we've got the Varsity Blondes versus the Young Bucks. Um, See so yeah, how that gives him a chance to shine um, on TNT. But yeah, so that, that was the documentary I needed to touch on him. I think if like you've been living under a rock and you've not watched any of these documentaries, I think the ones that I'd say go and watch, the Randy Savage one. To be fair, the Nick Gage one, I didn't even touch on that. I watched that yesterday as well before the FA Cup final. Um, what a goal by Tillemans, by the way. How great was it, by the way? If any of you watched the FA Cup final yesterday, which I hope you did, I know some of our American... That's to be fair, Americans like football now. I think. Um, but yeah, that Chelsea-Leicester game yesterday was great just to have fans back and I really enjoyed that match. Uh, oh, when Chilwell got the goal disallowed, oh no, I was like, wow. Wow, I would be heartbroken if I was a Chelsea fan. But yeah, I was glad to see Leicester win the trophy. Sorry, Martin, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I was glad glad Leicester won it. Jamie Vardy, loving life. Um, but yeah, what was it? Nick, we went from Nick Gage to Jamie Vardy. How, how does that happen? But um, yeah, re the Nick Gage one was really interesting. There's stuff on there that I didn't even know. So I, I'd say if you're going to watch anything, watch the Nick Gage one. Watch the Randy Savage one. And I'd probably say watch the Brian Pillman one. Like, the, the other ones are good if you, I don't know, if you've been out, if you're having like a set -y day or something, just shove it on. It passes a bit of time. They're interesting watches. But I... I definitely say watch the Nick Gage Dark Side of the Ring, and I definitely say watch the Randy Savage A and E documentary. Um, but yeah, so that's the documentary. As it always seems to be, late April, May seems to be documentary season. I think it was last year where we was watching what was it the last? What was it called? The Undertaker one, that Undertaker documentary, The Last Ride, was it? Um, and then obviously the great uh, Michael Jordan documentary, which was fucking brilliant. That was unbelievable. What was it even called? That? What was it called? That? I'm gonna have a quick look. As unprofessional as ever. Um, oh, I bet someone here, I bet you're all sat there screaming at your screens, shouting the name of this documentary. Michael Jordan documentary. The Last Dance, The Last Dance. That was seriously good shit. Absolutely love that. Um, as I can see, my Wi-Fi signal's playing up, which is no surprise to anyone. Um, but yeah, so basically the reason that I'm doing this podcast tonight is obviously tonight is WrestleMania Backlash and I do like to review the WWE pay-per-views pretty much straight after I watch them, but I'm not staying up to watch tonight, which is quite a rarity for me. Um, as I say, the pub's open tomorrow, so we're going to the snooker hall at dinner time and then followed by a few pubs, so I'm, I don't want to be like knackered for tomorrow, so I'm going to have a... Well, not an early night. Obviously, the pay-per-views are midnight till 3 in the UK. So, I'm going to get up early, watch it in the morning. I thought, I don't want to be like, you know, that's my day off. I don't want to be taking notes and fucking, do you know what I mean? Plugging this in, getting it uploaded, rushing about. So, I thought, do you know what? I've wanted to talk about a few certain subjects here. So, I'm going to talk about that. And then probably at the end of the week, if I'm still in the fit state of mind, I will um, review WrestleMania Backlash and, yeah. So, but some of them subjects that I did want to talk about here. Now, this is the thing. I've been talking about this story for what feels like years on the podcast. Years. But, it actually happened. After WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan's contract expired with the WWE. It expired, yeah? Every, all this time, people are always going to re-sign. Originally, it was thought that his contract was expiring in September. But... I think it was it Meltzer who said this, that his contract actually expired at midnight after that... It reminds me of CM Punk. At midnight after the match with Roman Reigns on SmackDown. 
Um, so that was earlier than everyone had anticipated. I mean, he'd been doing interviews in the press leading up to WrestleMania, talking about how he wanted to have a match with Jungle Boy and all these matches interested him. He wanted to go and work about, do his hair versus mass match in Mexico. And everyone was like, oh, what a load of shit. Typical Daniel Bryan saying this, saying that. But you know, people can say whatever they want. Unless we're being worked here, which I, you can never rule out in wrestling. His contract's expired. He's a free agent. He could turn up He could turn up on AEW this Wednesday. Um, whether he will, whether he won't is a big thing. But people are saying, look, he needs... I've, I've heard an argument, like a lot of people, I'll be honest, my opinion, people like seem to be like afraid to say their opinion. I'm not just let me get a bit comfy. Afraid to say their opinion on this. And I'm not really sure why. Like I've listened to like some of like, the top like sort of reporters, podcasters, and it feels like they're shying away from it. I ain't afraid of shying away from it. If Daniel Bryan cares about his wrestling career, if he's not just... I don't like saying he's not in it for the money, but if he just wants an easy last five years of his career, if he wants to chill at home with his two kids and his wife, and he's not... Do you know what I mean? He's not actually got any ambition, is that the right word? Then, yeah, he'll sign with WWE. I I love Daniel Bryan. I hate the term favourite wrestler, but it's probably what he is. I was fucking gutted when he fucking retired that night. Um in Seattle all them years ago, but if he cares, if if he's actually bothered, I, if he signs with WWE, re-signs with, I don't want to hear any of these interviews with this, with that, talking about how he wants to sign, how he wants to face this guy, how he wants to face that guy, do you know what I mean, I don't want to hear it anymore, that's done for me, forget it, I'm not, I'm not going to like, not like him anymore, because he stayed with WWE, but I don't want to hear all this, do you know what I mean, all the teasing he's going to go somewhere else, because he's not, yeah, that's it. If he cares about his career, yeah, which he's already had a fucking great career, but he needs to go somewhere else. This guy, as he's shown with his unbelievable performance at WrestleMania, I mean, he said in in an interview that he felt nothing. He felt nothing in the main event of WrestleMania. This is like something that wrestlers aspire to be in, and he felt nothing. That should tell him all he needs to know. He needs to be out there working with different people. That is what he needs to do. I mean, you can weigh up the options, right? So let's go WWE. So he stays with WWE. What does he do? Do you know what I mean? Let, people are like, oh, he can have this match. He can have that match. It's probably not going to happen. Let's be honest. What, March 2018? Let's take you back to that. When the news just randomly came out on that Tuesday afternoon that Daniel Bryan had been miraculously cleared. Yeah, he'd been cleared. 2018, so that would have been... You know what I mean? Around the time that, what, All In was announced. So I've got my own opinions about that. But they just miraculously cleared him, yeah? And then I just remember everyone, including myself, was stupid enough to be like, oh my God, we can see long feuds and great matches with like some Nakamura, who was like a top guy at the time. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, The Miz, because The Miz, they had that ready-made thing from Talking Smack. And really, what did he do? Yeah, there was the great Kofi Kingston WrestleMania match, which I was lucky enough to be there for. There was the triple threat match from this year's WrestleMania, which was great. But in that three years, what did he actually do a substance in feuds? The first feud they gave him, I've just listed off Nakamura, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, The Miz. There's probably others, do you know what I mean, that have gone, gone and come and gone since that point, right? Who did WWE have him feud with? Big Cass. Big fucking Cass. That was Vince McMahon's idea. Oh, Daniel Bryan's back. Oh, we're not sure if he's going to like, do you know what I mean? He's like, is he going to be all right in the ring? Let's have him feud with big fucking Cass. No offense to Cass. He's done well. He's turned his life around, but he's mediocre at best. Nobody wanted to see Daniel Bryan against big Cass, but no, that's what we got. Yeah. 
And then he went on throughout the summer. He feuded with Big Cass. Big Cass eventually left WWE after that feud, yeah? Then we finally get the Miz feud, which was just thrown together. They had the match at SummerSlam, which... I'll be honest with you, I only remember because I watched another documentary, that Miz 24-7 documentary, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, they did have that match, didn't they? And then, they had that weird match, do you remember, in Saudi Arabia in, like, October of that year, where it just, like, went three minutes, and he just lost, and it was like, what? And then from there on out, they, like, they put him in a feud with AJ, and apparently Brian was the one who pushed the turn heel, because he clearly knew he was going nowhere as a face, but... You, the, the fans, I, I ranted about this at the time, and everyone was like, oh, this heel character's great. Listen, in wrestling, it's easy to have a great heel character. It's a lot easier to work heel and get over than it is to work babyface. Anyone with any bit of talent can work heel. Obviously, the ones who are great at it will be great at it, yeah? But you had Daniel Bryan for years. It was three... It was... It was four years, pretty much, people were pining for him to be back in that ring. He had that little three months in 2015. Four years, pretty much, out of the ring, yeah? They had, they could have had their top baby face that they're screaming out for now, by the way. And no, what did they do? They shoved him in a feud with Big Cass, had him be a baby face for six months. If he, he didn't... Where was where was the thing that Edge got with all oh, the Royal Rumble win, the return, the the babyface title win at WrestleMania, which Edge didn't get, by the way. Where was that? No, let's turn him heel. Let's turn him heel and have AJ be the face. AJ Styles, what did they do? He got turned heel like a year later, and yeah, he had that great what the whole vegan and do you know what I mean? The whole like character they had, it was great. I enjoyed it, but as much as I enjoyed those promos, yeah, about them being sheep, yeah. <laughs> about the crowd being sheep, so I'm just thinking of the promo in my head, yeah? He should have been at the top of the card as a baby face. As a baby face, it was just common sense. Dude, Vincent Mann has lost the fucking plot. Like, let's be honest. As much as I like WWE, he's lost the plot, yeah? He, he didn't even get his... The feud with Roman Reigns, he should have held that off. I was saying, in, if you listen to all our Roll to WrestleMania shows, should have held it off until fans were back, but they didn't. And I feel like, if you remember, now it's easy to say this, but if you look back, the plan wasn't to have um, Brian face Roman at Mania, was it? It was Roman and Edge. So I think something might have happened in January, February, where they was like, look, please don't leave. We'll give you the WrestleMania main event, blah, 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 blah. They've shoved him into it, and he's still not interested. Look, I'll look like a dickhead when he re-signs with WWE, which is likely. But I'm hoping that he doesn't. I've just read, remember that weird stuff with Rowan and Harper? Brody Lee's, but do you, know, do you know what I'm saying, like, all that stuff, he, three years, and what feuds did he have, he had the one with AJ, the month feud with Kofi, anything else, no, nothing of substance, so don't waste another three years, he's coming, is he coming up to 40, maybe, 39, 40, yeah, sign with AEW, yeah, you've got Omega, Moxley, Jericho, Jungle Boy, plenty of others, Darby Allen, yeah, you can, if you sign with AW, you can still work in New Japan. You can do a G1. We can see Brian versus Okada, Brian Tanahashi, Brian Sabre, Brian Ospreay, Brian Suzuki, Brian Ibushi, Brian Shingo again. They sound amazing, yeah? He's got all these great opponents he can work with, fresh, and he won't be WWE working the WWE style of match. He'll be working his own style of match. So we're going to find out now, if well, in the next few months, if Daniel Bryan has any care about his career because if he does he'll leave 
if he's more bothered about an easy life, the money, whatever, he will stay. And other podcasters are scared of saying that. They're like, oh, let, 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 let's have him do whatever's best for him. I just want the best for him. I don't. I want him in AEW and New Japan killing it against them fucking great opponents he can have. Do you know what I mean? Fucking over CM Punk where he fucking wasted five years of his career in WWE and then he fucking retired. Fuck that shit. Brian, leave WWE and give us some of these dream matches. Please, let's not remember these fuckers wouldn't let you wrestle for a few years. I hope you don't forget that. Do you know what I mean? Let's don't stay there because they might give Brie Bella a push because nobody gives a fuck about Brie Bella. She's already took away enough of your fucking career. Anyway... I'll probably get cancelled for saying that and some little bitch on Twitter will be like, oh, you shouldn't say that about Daniel Bryan. Look at this guy. Yeah, get yourself to the pub and have a pint, you fucking loser. Right. So I've ranted about that, but that is my thing. Hope by the next time we do a podcast, Bryan will probably, it'll probably appear tonight, won't he, and help fucking Cesaro or something. But yeah, let's just run around. Do you know what I mean? I've, I'll be honest with you. My mate's coming from Leeds in his train arrives. What are we on? 25 past seven. His train arrives an hour and 15 minutes. We're going to market. Three pints of Paul Anna. Um, and yeah, an, an early night ready for tomorrow. But yeah, let's just talk about some of the other stuff that I just wanted to touch on. Raw, I mean, what have I been watching? Raw, I've watched every Raw except for last week. Because it, I'll be honest with you, it fucking finished me off. The Raws since WrestleMania have been unwatchable. Make no mistake about it, they've been unwatchable. The saving grace on these shows have been Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. That has been, it's been great. It's been great. Please do not fuck this up. I'm sure they will. But let's hope they don't. Everything else on the show, apart from Drew's been alright, but he just killed Drew's momentum. Why can't they book Drew like they did Roman? Because Drew, right, people like, a lot of people I know don't rate Drew that much. The guy's fucking great. He's great. Sorry, Danny, but yeah, he's fucking great. Um, Smackdown on the other hand. Smackdown's been good. It's been good. It's been, it's, it's not been good. It's been watchable. Roman, Reigns, Jimmy Uso came back, and the Jey Uso stuff, that's been great. Um, It's... It, it's been more about them than Cesaro, but we've got Cesaro feuding with those three, but the main thing is what is going on with the Usos and Roman. And let's be honest, Roman Reigns has got that fucking brilliant new theme tune. It is absolutely fantastic. I don't know if any... I was going to play it, but WWE might take it away. But yeah, it's been great. It's been... It has been... It has been great. Flipping it. Little girl's mum. How long's takeaway going to be? Because I've ordered them a takeaway. If you're listening, which I don't know. I know you're on the channel or whatever, but... If you're listening, I'll reply to you when I've finished recording. Um, where was I even going with this? But yeah, so SmackDown's been good. Raw's been its usual shit self. I mean, what have I, I'm trying to think what I've enjoyed on SmackDown. It's just been, basically been the Roman Reigns stuff as usual. We, the highlight of the month was that Roman Reigns-Daniel Bryan match. I mean, I've been saying to people, Roman beat Daniel Bryan clean. Yeah, he beat him clean in the middle of the ring. And every other Roman defence has been via shenanigans. So for me, Brian is gone. It maybe will come back in a few months, but in as right now he's gone from WWE. They wouldn't have beat Brian clean. I mean fucking hell, they beat him. What they beat him at the chamber, they beat him at Mania. They had a match at Fastlane, he beat him. So Roman's gone over Brian four times and what the last one being clean. So that is definitive, as definitive as it comes. Uh Tamina and Natalia won the tag titles. <sighs> Tamina and Natalia. I'm sorry, I know Natalia's built as this legend. She's fucking boring, her. Tamina, no good either. So I don't, and I was worried. I remember being sat at Neil's flat in Leeds watching Mania, and I said, I said, Tamina and Natalia got a really good reaction there. That's worrying. Lo and behold, it three weeks later, Vince has shoved the fucking belts on him. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my um, <laughs> that's my review of Raw and SmackDown for the last few weeks. 
basically the moral of the story is Roman Reigns and the Usos are great. Matt Riddle and Randy Orton are great. Everything else is shit. So, yeah, nothing's really changed there. Um, WrestleMania backlash tonight. The six matches announced. Pretty good card, to be honest. The build-up's been lackluster, but the card's really good. Um, Cesaro versus Roman. I'm assuming main events. I don't know. Um, for the uh, Universal title. That'd be interesting. Probably interference in that one. Obviously, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns to retain the title. Um, I think I think what will happen is Jimmy Uso will help Roman um, win the title. And then he'll fully be a fully-fledged heel with... Main event, Jay and Roman. Um, we've got Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Another fucking triple threat match. Sick of these triple threat matches. Um, I, I think Lashley will retain it. Don't feel like the title needs to change hands. I'd, I think I'd be annoyed if they put it back on Drew because it's like you could have given him his big win in front of fans at Mania and instead you waited for a month to do it in the Thunderdome. Braun, he's as... He's as cold as a cucumber, as dead as a doormat. He doesn't need the title on him. Look at Braun looked great for all years ago. I mean, he's in great shape now. But, like, his whole, his hair, his outfit was great a few years ago. And now, I don't know what he's going for. But, like, his hair, he looks like he's aged about 10 years. He's in great shape at the moment. But, yeah, I think with that, I'm going to go with Bobby to retain. Probably pin him Braun and we'll get Bobby and Drew again next next month. Great. Maybe Bray Wyatt returns sets up a few with Drew or something. I feel like we need to get Drew out of this title picture for a few months if he's not going to win the belt. Um, Bianca versus Bailey. Um, you've got to have Bianca go over clean there, I'd say. Um, yeah, have a go over clean. Bailey doesn't need the win. Um, no, that's all I've got to say on that. Rhea versus Charlotte versus Oscar. I mean, they've not really done well with Rhea the last few weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if they took the belt off her and put it on Charlotte, if I'm honest with you. Oscar's been beaten in the road to this, so they could put it on her, but do you know what? I'm going to go with Rhea to pin Oscar, and then it'll set up Rhea versus Charlotte for next month. Is it money in the bank? Um, Ziggler and Rude versus Rey and Dominic. I mean, I'd like to think they'd hold off Rey and Dominic winning the titles till there's fans back, but I don't know if they're going to. I'm, I'm going to go with Rey and Dominic to win. Rey and Dominic to win. Um, Priest versus Damien Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match. Priest better win. I mean, that's all I've really got to say on that. I don't really care about that match. But looking match quality, I think Cesaro and Roman should have a good match. Bianca Bailey should be good. The Triple Threat should be good. It's just going to be another fight. I think a lot of these WWE Thunderdome pay-per-views have been as good as they could be. Um, I've enjoyed most of them. I'm sure tomorrow won't be any difference. I'll be in a good mood watching it tomorrow regardless. Um, so yeah, that's your look at WWE. We've talked about Daniel Bryan. We've talked about tonight's Road, Road, sorry, WrestleMania Backlash show. Um, I say I'll try. It's hard, you know what I mean? Well, fucking hell, I, I know everyone's got a lot going on and it's not what you want to hear. Basically, the next six months of this podcast, I'm a young lad. I'm going to be going out, but I am going to do as many as I can. I can't, I can't, there's no point in me saying it's going to be every Tuesday, every Friday, because I just can't stick to that. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I run. I won't call running it my own business, but you know what I mean. I work for myself, so it's quite busy. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's why I will try and do a show maybe Thursday, Friday, probably Friday, um, talking about WrestleMania backlash. Maybe touch on AEW and a quickly touch on AEW here. Um, now I haven't really been enjoying Dynamite that much the last few weeks. Last week's show was good, but the weeks before that, I feel like I've not really enjoyed that much. Don't feel like I'm into the feuds that much, but this week's was good. I mean, we got the Blood and Guts match. Talk about that. And everyone was going mad about that fall off the cage. That didn't really bother me. It was just the ending of them giving up felt a bit flat. 
I feel like AEW need to work on their big matches like a little bit more. And like the obviously there was the Moxley Omega ending which was shit. This ending which was not great. Um, I just didn't feel like I thought the match was it was alright. The first half was good, but then it just got a bit boring. I'm not a big fan of these war games cage matches, but it was alright. But the building towards Stadium Stampede, and this match was rushed, and we don't know why, yeah. People have said, look, you can't they couldn't do the blood and guts match on TV. I mean on a pay-per-view because they can't move the structure, yeah, which is fine. But I don't get why they didn't do the stadium stampede at double or nothing like they was gonna, and then just do blood and guts after. It is a bit confusing. It doesn't really make sense. I don't think the pinnacle was... As long, although Jericho's been feuding with MJF for months, I don't feel like it was the pinnacle were as established as they should be to be in a Blood and Guts match. And um, That's my opinion on that. Um, this week, I mean, we got Miro winning the TNT title against Darby Allen. Finally, they're doing something with, with Miro. Finally, um, the Bucks beat SCU, which was... That was a great match. Great match. Love that match. But the, the two things I want to talk about, there's one thing I want to talk about, but both were the same. Miro wins, and you've got to let it breathe. Do you know what I'm saying? You want, like, I'm try, I was using this example. So when Edge won Money in the Bank against John Cena at New Year's Revolution 2006, yeah, the camera was on him for four minutes after he won it. It felt like a big moment, yeah? The same, let's think of other big title wins. Orton at SummerSlam 2004. Um, the camera was on him for ages after. You've got to let these moments settle in. Miro's won the belt. I don't need 20 people running in. It's fine for like middle of the show matches. For your main event, a big title change. Let it settle in. Have Miro taunt the fans, taunt Darby Allen, taunt Sting. Let it settle in. Let's have a replay. Let's have him on the top court, on the top row, posing with the belt. The Bucks beating be SCU. SCU have got to split up. We got 10 seconds, and they cut to some they cut to the adverts and something in the back, and we get moments ago showing them hugging the ring. This is the end of an established tag team. Your first ever AEW tag team champions, and they've just been forced to disband. It's a big moment. We don't need 10 seconds to let it sink in. This isn't WCW. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of that at all. I mean, AEW have been producing good shows, and we've got high expectations for them. So we do nitpick a bit more, I feel like, with AEW, where we might give WWE a free pass on stuff, but it's because we expect good, which they have been good, but there's other things I've not liked recently. The ratings, though, they got that, what was it, when NXT moved to Tuesday, they got that. I remember I was flipping, sat there and they got that like one point, what was it, 1.2 million viewers, that was great, it's gone down and down since, we was on like 900 and something thousand the other week. But yeah, that was a bit disappointing, you like to keep it above a million um, double or nothing card we've got. We've got Pac versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. We got that finish the other night where like, Orange Cassidy was knocked out. What's up with all these triple threat matches? Not AEW. I'm sick. of. I don't like triple threat matches. They're always good, but it's just lazy and thrown together. Like, I was fine with him doing Orange Cassidy and Kenny Omega. It's the first show fans are back for, yeah? The first show they're back for, they'd be well into Orange Cassidy. We don't need Pac in there. Might make the match better, but the, the dynamic, just have it one-on-one. -on -one. Do you know what I mean? It didn't need to be. This should have just been Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega, but hey. Um, we've got Stadium Stampede. Again, first show back. And the, the match we're assuming that's main event, and the fans are going to be sat on the screen. You didn't need to do Stadium Stampede now. Didn't need to do it at all. <clears throat> um, we've got the Bucks versus Moxley and Kingston. Um, looking forward to that. That is actually going to be a good match. I love the new John Moxley theme. Wild things. 
You make my heart sing. Yeah, that is that is a great theme for Moxley. And uh, that that was a great match, wasn't it? I love that match. Um, on what was it on Dynamite this week? That was a fucking great match. Great match. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it even face? Can I get confused? Me. It wasn't. It went. Wow, my mind has gone blank. It wasn't Kojima, was it? What the hell am I on about? Oh, Nagata. Well, I didn't even have that on, by the way. Nagata, it was Nagata, Nagata. Nagata, I prefer Nagata to Kojima, anyway, but Nagata, that was a great match, Corey. I've got my mind on this poor Lana. Um Moxley against um, Nagata was a great match. Great match. A really good match to open Dynamite this week. So the matches were really good. It was just some of the booking overall I didn't really like. Um, Cody versus Anthony Gogo. Weird Cody promo on Dynamite this past week. Let's interest. Let's see what they can do with a Gogo. Britt versus Akara Shida. Finally, we're getting that match. Have it main event. Fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Britt Baker's a star. I, I'm more into that match than I am Pac versus Orange and Omega. Um, but yeah, the card, I feel like it could be better. If they knew this was going to be their first shot with fans, they could have made it a little bit better. But hey, there'll be stuff on it that I'll enjoy. I won't be watching the show live because it's my 30th birthday that day and I will be out. Um, but yeah, that's AEW. Some positives, some not so positives. I, I say I really enjoyed Dynamite this week. Match quality-wise, just some of the booking I've not been so sure on. But one thing before we go, obviously, this should have been the big baseball stadium show for New Japan this weekend. Then the Tokyo Dome, Osprey versus Okada at the end of May. Um, but that's been cancelled because Tokyo are in a state of emergency. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, our dream of Wrestle Kingdom next January attending that for the third year in a row. Fourth year maybe looks to be down the shitter. Hopefully they work stuff out there. Um, but yeah, that's cancelled. New Japan are going to be, well, off until like the start of... Oh, she's got the takeaway. Great. <laughs> um, they're going to be off until the 50% off Uber Eats. So I thought, you know what, get me daughter a takeaway. Well, actually, I didn't even pay for it, so what am I on about? I ordered it, though, with my discount code. Um, but yeah, Osprey Shingo. Osprey Shingo. Match of the year so far. I, originally, I had Ibushi J. White as my match of the year. But this Osprey Shingo match, it was the fourth in their series. They had that match. It was my match of the year in 2019. Osprey Shingo, the final of the uh, Super Juniors. I thought this was better. I think I probably have to watch them both back to back, which I don't have the time to do. But I feel like I enjoyed this match more. We had a clap crowd for them to get to the levels that they did. 45 minutes. It wasn't too long, which some of the New Japan matches recently have been. But this was just fucking great. Go and watch this match. Osprey, best wrestler in the world, along with Shingo, the best two wrestlers in the world. How can you not like Will Osprey at this point? Shingo is a certified main eventer in New Japan, push this guy to the top, and I want to see Osprey Shingo matches for years to come. I mean, I think this might be a sign with having to cancel Okada Osprey. Just keep the belt on Osprey, have Okada win the G1, and have Okada take the belt off him off Wrestle Kingdom, and keep having Okada beat Osprey in the big ones before eventually Osprey, as a babyface in a few years' time, gets his big moment. But yeah, people have been saying New Japan have gone down the shitter. Apparently New Japan isn't what it used to be. I just want to say this to you. Jeff Cobb versus Shingo. Okada versus Osprey. Ibushi versus Naito. Ibushi versus Jay Waita. Shingo versus Tanahashi. Osprey versus Ibushi. Shingo, Osprey, New Japan Cup final. Shingo, Osprey, wrestling Don Taku. Have I named eight matches there? They're the best eight matches of the year. Do you know what I mean? If that's New Japan going to shit, then I don't know what's not because they, they, even though the undercard's shit, 
Yeah, it's like boxing, undercard shit, as long as they're delivering main events that are great, I couldn't give a flying fuck. New Japan's main event scene, headlined by Osprey, headlined by Shingo, has been fantastic this year, people want to shit on New Japan, I don't care about if the undercard's boring, it's never been great, really, let's be honest, we've had shitty six-man tags for years. I would prefer maybe the semi-main event and the match underneath would be better, but the main events are killing it. So yeah, Osprey and Shingo are great. Raw's boring, SmackDown's watchable, AEW's great, but they can't get the main things right, and Daniel Bryan's flirting with leaving WWE. Nothing changes, does it? But yeah, that's the podcast for today. We've gone 32 minutes. I've got an hour until my mate's train arrives, and we're going for a Paul Anna. I'm going to have a shower, upload this to YouTube, and yeah, I will be watching WrestleMania Backlash in the morning. I will be going to the pub. Oh, that sounded great. I'll be going to the pub Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I will speak to you hopefully on Friday talking about WrestleMania Backlash. Thanks everyone for listening. Share the show. Keep subscribing. I think we've, I don't even know what we have, like nearly 21,000 followers on Twitter, which is fucking remarkable, especially seeing how inconsistent our shows are. Um, YouTube, subscribe to that. Keep listening on the downloads. Are great on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, on Twitter, it's at Daniel Ball Pod. Try and be back on Friday for you. Talk about this WrestleMania Backlash show. Hopefully Daniel Bryan doesn't return tonight. Yeah. See you later, everyone. Have a good day. See you later.